Welcome to Ageless by Rescue. This podcast is devoted to exploring the science of rejuvenation, uncovering the most trusted experts, the must-have products, innovations, and technology in the field of vitality, aesthetics, new beauty, and cosmetic enhancement. I'm Baha Etmanen, the founder and editor of Ageless by Rescue. Ageless by Rescue gives you unprecedented access to international and Australian experts and visionaries. Hi, it's Miranda Kerr here on Ageless by Rescue podcast. Hi, this is Martha Kay and you are on Ageless by Rescue podcast. I'm Trini Woodall. I mean, I feel I'm being interviewed by the sexiest woman in the world. Bonnie Gillies is the Oz beauty expert, and she's worked as a hair and makeup artist in fashion and film industry for over 18 years. Bonnie has presented makeup and hair demonstrations on stage at London Fashion Week, worked for prestigious fashion houses, various TV shows, both here and in the UK, and some amazing feature films. Bonnie was also appointed the personal beauty advisor to the Queen's Lady-in-Waiting at Buckingham Palace in 2005. She's one of the most searched and Googled names in the beauty industry. And today I'm delighted to have Bonnie as a modern muse feature on Ageless, the podcast. Bonnie, I'm so happy to have you on the Ageless by Rescue podcast. Welcome. Oh my gosh, thanks for having me. This is exciting. It's exciting because I think that you, you know, you're always working on people, but there are so many people who are curious about you as a modern muse. Um, you know, you are a beauty icon in your own right. What's your philosophy on and your thoughts on being ageless? I just think, I don't know, I feel like so many women get so caught up in age and being secretive about it. And I must admit there have been times when I felt pressure when I'm working with brands to, you know, maybe maybe not hide how old I am, but just worried that if they knew actually how old I was, they wouldn't want to work with me. And I think as I'm getting closer to 40, I'll be 40 in six months' time, um, I really just don't care as much and I just want to... I just want to get older and just look the best I can and feel the best that I can. And I mean, I just see so many women that are more mature than me. And I find, I just think they're so beautiful. Like, you know, just, um, I don't know if I have a philosophy, but I just feel like I'm, I'm getting to an age now where I can just own it and be proud. And, you know, I used to just not, my age was always a bit ambiguous. No one really knew how old I was. And now I'm like, I don't even care anymore. So in terms of like me getting older, I just think I'm willing to do whatever it takes. I'm willing to try new things. I have a few good experts in my life that I go to and I fully trust them. I ask, what do you think I need? Like I don't necessarily see a new treatment out there and think I want that. I'll go and talk to people and just gauge it first and see what they think because I don't want to, I don't know, I trust expert opinions. Um, I think one of the things that, you know, we're lucky in our industry is that we are surrounded by experts and, you know, you are the Oz beauty expert. So a lot of women come to you for uh, expert advice. Um, and this kind of seems to be the difference between getting it wrong and getting it right. Um, tell me about your kind of evolution in working with experts in your ageless quest. And, and then we'll talk about some of your 
ageless expert tips. But, you know, what did you do in your 20s? You talked about um, being keen and open to try treatments and procedures. What, what did you start with? In my 20s, I really didn't do a lot other than regular microdermabrasion and just skin things. I think my only issue in my 20s that I was concerned about was pigmentation. I was quite prone to that. So I did do things to help with that. But that's really all I did. Um, I think the first time I tried injectables was when I was 29. So it's more in my 30s I've really started to to dive into that, Um, although I was conscious of of, um, my skin and the pigmentation when I was in my 20s. And then ever since, and now that I'm in my 30s and through work, I've met lots of great people who inspire me and give me lots of knowledge about um, different treatments. And I think a few years ago, I really found a couple of people that I really want to go to and I kind of trust my face. If I'm t- if we're talking about face, that's who I trust my face with, you know. Um, so I think it's important to have someone you trust. So when did you, you said in your 20s you tried an injectable for the first time. What did you have and why did you have it? Um, I had Botox because I was just frowning with my little kids. I don't know, angry mum, and the frown line just didn't go away and it started to bother me. So I thought, right, it's time to do this and just get my little frown line fixed up. And then ever since then, I've been doing it regularly. So, And have you noticed that your face shape or structure has changed as you're in your late 30s? Because I look back on photos and I'm I, I think I look better and I'm 47 now than I did at 40. And one of the things you touched on was skincare and pigmentation. I had terrible melasma that I really didn't have a control of. And once I fixed my pigmentation, I think my skin uniformity and glow really looked better than, you know, when I was in my 30s and early 40s. Um, have you noticed any big changes that you like or dislike in your uh- face? Yes, I have definitely the same as you. I've learned to be an expert at keeping my skin tone amazing with treatments and the products that I use. I'm constantly, you know, exfoliating, make sure my skin is bright always. Um, the other thing I've noticed, which I do like, but it's probably not a great thing on some people, is I always had really chubby cheeks, like a fat face. <laughs> and as I've gotten older, you, you lose volume in your face. And yes, that the chubbier cheeks make you look a little bit more youthful, but I've I love my uh, just getting a little bit more hollow in here rather than chubby cheeks like I used to be. <laughs> when did you have your babies? Um, I had my daughter when I was 25 and my son when I was 27. And do you think that your uh, face or ageing accelerated as a result of having children? Because, you know, we lose uh, some body mass or our bodies change. And a lot of people say that, you know, after the first five years, they notice a massive change in their ageing. No, I don't think that I did. I don't think I did from the kids necessarily. I definitely have felt like in the last five years have been the times when I've noticed the signs of ageing the most. There have been times when, especially with my under eyes, I get quite dark. It's a family hereditary thing and I get quite dark and there's been times when I've just, this time last year, looked in the mirror and was like, oh, my God, I need to do something about this. I'm just getting so dark and and I was packing on so much concealer and uh, just too much. I don't, um, I think that. Um, the older you get, the less makeup you should cake on. So I just really felt like I needed to do something then. So I went and got some filler in my under eyes last year, which was amazing. And when you're working with women, you know, you're very much sought after for editorial shoots, for, for real people, for celebrities. Do you find that you're having the same conversation with 
women who are sitting in your chair about things they want to disguise, things they want to accentuate, things that they're insecure about? Yeah, definitely. I I feel like one of the topics that I talk about a lot is um, looking after their skin because I find a lot of women who are concerned with ageing automatically think of injectables like filler or Botox and a lot of the time if they did some work on their skin and had some great treatments and got their skin tone looking really even because we're so prone to this speckly skin tone because of the sun I just think if so many there's so many Australian women that could get a few skin treatments and their skin look amazing and then if they did need Botox and filler it would be minimal so I think you know do you find that that a lot of people automatically think of the injectables rather than working on their skin so I really like to emphasize that 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 was my experience entirely like like I said to you you know in my 30s and 20s I had a much fuller face um the structure the firmness was better but when I fixed the pigmentation I ended up looking younger as as I was older so I I totally agree with that and I say that to my friends all the time when they ask for a quick win I always say actually the cheapest and the quickest win you can have is to fix your skin because um smooth even skin tone um smaller pores um you know uh, an evenness and texture actually reads younger than having no wrinkles. Um, Tell me about some of the things that you know, without a doubt, that we can trick with makeup and, uh, and some of the tips that you give to your clients and you're happy to share with us. Well, you can absolutely trick a glowy complexion for sure. A lot of people, that's one thing I've come to notice by looking at my job is to look at people's faces. And I've noticed that you, I can tell when someone's not regularly exfoliating, you just have that buildup that just looks dry. And with makeup, that's one thing that you can absolutely fix with a few good products. Um, I feel like as you get older, um, less makeup is less of the base. You can still go to town on the eyes and the lips, but less of the base. And I feel like um, women that are a little bit finding that they're wearing a lot of makeup often do have those concerns about their skin underneath and they're trying to cover something up. So, yeah. So when you say that less is more, what what are the steps that you can take so that you can get away with the less is more? Uh, are there, you know, products, tools, um, you know, steps that you can follow when you're doing makeup so that you can um, use less and have like that more youthful glow shine through the skin? Yeah, so something that I love doing, well, firstly, I'd recommend to start with a regular exfoliation, um, a home care product. But then when you're doing your makeup, to start with a BB cream, there's a few great ones that actually have, or, you know, like a tinted moisturizer, something that's really got that hydrating base and a tint of color. And then if you still feel like you need a bit of coverage, just layer a bit of your foundation on top so because you've already got that base and a slight bit of coverage you don't need as much uh, foundation so you can just kind of start from the center and blend it out and with that really dewy base it can give you lots of radiance there's also um, a lot of liquid highlighters you can use and highlighting powders placing them on the high points that also just add to that glow so I really find that uh, using a lightweight base and then layering it with a heavier base just as much as you need really helps get that less is more look do you use primer when you're doing application no I don't I don't I just do a good skincare routine before I just feel like primer to me is an unnecessary step unless it is your moisturizer um 
Yeah, I just don't. I feel like if you've got a good skincare prep before, you don't need primer. Do and what about primer? powder? I, I love primer. Yep. I, I, I use correcting primers. I, uh, like you, sometimes I use a, a primer instead of a moisturizer. I have oil primers yeah. and all sorts, and I get a yeah. good result. And sometimes I don't wear foundation, I just use the primer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm loving the BB cream at the moment. I've got a really good one, and it's just just the right amount of coverage and I do like now I've put on more foundation in the center of my face but just means everything looks glowy what about powder do you use setting powder I do down the center of the face I always use setting powder um just to make sure on myself I do because I am prone to getting a little bit of shine during the day and also when I'm working just to make sure the makeup stays in place I've got a few really good setting powders that if I just give a little dusting of that the makeup will stay perfect uh, for the whole day um, let's talk about uh, some things that, you know, again, on the quick win side of things, do you have go-to colors that you think instantly make you look more youthful, uh, more glowy, if that's your term of what makes someone looks more youthful and ageless? Do you mean colors in terms of like lips and cheeks lips. and eyes? Uh, um, I really love warm eye colors. I feel like if they've got a warm undertone and I find I don't know why, but so many people are scared of warm tones. Everyone wants the cool tones, but warm tones just really bring out eye colors. They really make people's eye pop. It's such a nice contrast to blue, to green, to brown, and it really makes them stand out. So I I love warm colors. And if you haven't tried a warm color before, I think people should give it a go because it really can um, just give a beautiful contrast and brighten up the eyes and just make you look a little bit more fresh and awake. Um, lip colors, I find lip colors depend on the person's coloring, what suits them, but I love a good, I love a good peach and I love a good red, um, a good red lip, love a good long wear red lip. So we can, there's nothing worse than half eaten off red lipstick. So red long wear lipstick all the way. Do you think though that uh, like a bright color, say you wore a lot of red lips in your twenties and thirties, but you know, you're now in your forties and fifties or sixties. Do you think that the red, you know, that classic power red lip can, can age you? Are there any ways that we can tip or trick up wearing some of our old favorites, but bringing them with us to the next kind of incarnation of our beauty evolution? Yeah, I think that there's so many nice red tints at the moment and stains as well. So if you're feeling like a red is aging you a little bit, and I think I think that the what suits you in a red really depends on the tone, whether you have the blue or the orangey undertone. I know with me, I don't suit the orangey undertone. The blue undertone suits me much better. So it might just be about tweaking the color. But there are so many beautiful stains and I love to just put on some of my lipstick, just blot them on and then blot them a little bit. So it's a bit of a uh, bit of a softer colour instead of that full block colour. You've developed your own uh, makeup brand. And um, what I guess what made you do that when you've got access to all of the best brands in the world? Yeah, I just so I have my online following. I have this little community out there that I was doing all the workshops with. So going all around Australia and doing hands-on hair and makeup workshops, teaching people tips and tricks and all that stuff. And I just thought I want to have something that's mine and I want to create a product that is for these women because these women that follow me are not other makeup artists. They're just people that look to me for everyday tips and tricks to feel good. So I wanted something for them that I could offer them that was easy to use and easy for me to explain how to use it and kind of like a few things in one place. So I started with the makeup palette and that's that's how it came about. But it, 
at first I just wanted to make something for my audience. It's grown a bit beyond that now, but that's how it started. <laughs> so in, in your uh, colour palette, do you have things that you guide people to if they want to have like a quick, you know, glowy face or something that's going to make them look more awake if they haven't had, you know, eight, eight hours sleep? Is that how you've kind of built the colour palette or do you do it from a fashion perspective? No, it's absolutely about functional beauty and I've created a formulated bronzer colour that's in both of my palettes that is just such a beautiful, versatile tone. So it suits almost every skin tone and it really just warms up the skin and gives you just gives you a bit of a healthy glow. And then there's also, so the three main colors in it are the bronzer, the blush and the highlight and the three work together as complexion builders. So you get the bronzy glow, you get the hint of color in your cheeks and you get the radiance on the high points. So it's all about giving you that glow and making you look fresh and just a healthy complexion. What about your own beauty routine? What do you do? Take us from, you know, your, your morning routine and your evening beauty routine. So in the morning, I just get up, use a face oil and a moisturizer with a sunscreen in it, and then I'll do my makeup. In the morning, I do a few more steps. I do also have a vitamin C serum that I like to use in the mornings, but I, in the nighttime, I kind of use bits of everything. So I always will use a good cleanser to remove all my makeup, use my face oil. I'll use a retinol. I'm just I know how good retinol is for my skin, but my skin just can't tolerate it every night. So I have to do it every other night. And at the moment, my skin's quite dry. So I've been using lots of moisture masks, you know, the ones that you put on and you sleep in it, just like a, it melts into like an oil on your face and you sleep in it just for that extra boost of hydration. Do you do any beauty hacks, like have a silk pillowcase or um, do you take any supplements during the day or at night? Do you believe in beauty supplements? I do. I've been taking a collagen supplement for a long time. I do that every day. I just, I I had hair extensions for a long time and I really wanted to get my hair growing and back to healthy. And I don't know if it's actually made it grow quicker, but I just feel like my nails, everything's quite healthy. So I'm just going to keep doing it. And I know there's benefits in collagen for your gut and everything as well. I also have a supplement that I love taking called Vitasol and it's a Vital Greens uh, mix that I put into my smoothie and take that every day as well. Um, and what about exercise and fitness? Are, are you doing things differently, more or less, um, you know, now that you're a in your late 30s have you discovered some things that give you more energy and a, and a better payoff in keeping yourself feeling young and strong and energetic I, I i think i finally found my thing i'm just not i'm not a gym person i've spent years in the gym and i always hated it i've i know i love running and walking by the ocean like just I have to do exercise that I love. Otherwise, I just, I'm not motivated to do it. And I knew going to the gym was, and I love doing yoga, but there were 75 minute classes and there were hot yoga. So by the time I, you know, half the day was gone by the time I got home and I've started doing Pilates in the last year, 45 minutes in and out. My body is so much more toned than it was before. I just think it's perfect for me. It's just a quick workout. And that's what, like, that's what I want. I want to be healthy, obviously, but I want to be as toned as possible as well. So I'm loving doing Pilates. I'm doing that four or five days a week now. What do you think about, um, you know, 
Uh, we talked. You talked about hair extensions. What do you think about hair extensions, lash extensions, high maintenance grooming things like you know brow tinting, brow feathering? Do you think that those are good um, inclusions in in an ageless beauty regimen? A hundred percent with the eyebrow, the feather touch eyebrows. I just think feel like they're a real game changer. I just had mine done with the fine stroke tattoo and it just having good brows, it completely changes your face. When you've got no makeup on, brows being perfect, you just you just look better straight away. You just look, I don't it's it's I guess a sign of youthfulness, isn't it? Your brows are fuller when you're younger. With hair extensions and lash extensions. They look amazing. They make you feel good when you've got them on, but I do feel like you're chasing your tail a little bit with them. With the lash extensions, they look fab while they're on, and then that period when you want to have a rest from them, your lashes are rubbish for a couple of months. And and same with your hair. I've had some really good hair extensions actually, and I don't think they did. I don't think they did much damage with my hair, to be honest. I feel like the bonds were really good, um, but. I just thought I'm going to have a break because I'm getting a bit addicted. And I've got good hair anyway. I don't know how I slipped into that. I slipped into this cycle of being addicted to these big, full hair extensions. My hair is it's good anyway. I just need to focus on it and try and grow it long on its own, like yours. You're my inspo. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a good, um, it, it, the segue is perfect because you talk about, you know, we get addicted to these trends and then we think something that's good on someone else is something we should be chasing. Um, when you have, you know, women in your chair, and you you have worked with some of the most beautiful faces in the world, um, and we talked about, you know, even those women have insecurities. What kind of questions do they ask you, and how do you kind of guide them to find their own beautiful style, no matter their age, no matter their stage, but better to suit who they are and, and what their natural beauty is? Yeah, I think I always try and give them um, the most sensible advice but I also don't pretend like I don't do have any tweakments or anything either like I can think of a young model not long ago that was asking me about her under eyes you know she was self-conscious of the the uh, dark circles under her eyes and I just said I just said to her go and talk to this person and, and speak to them about it I told her what I had had done and how I loved it but I didn't say you go and do it. I just said, go and speak to this person who I knew that she could speak to as an expert and they would tell her honestly what she needs and wouldn't be selling her something that she didn't need. Um, I don't I don't know. I just guess I try and be as honest as I can and um, upfront about the things that I've had done and also just try and um, give them the best advice and if I'm not the best expert for them to speak to, recommend them to someone else. You've got beautiful teeth. Have you had any cosmetic dentistry or, or do you do brightening treatments? I have had Zoom whitening in the past, not for a while now, probably a couple of years ago, and I've had Invisalign just to straighten a few teeth that were a little bit uh, twisted, but nothing else. I don't have veneers or anything. I've just tried to look after them. Have you had any surgery or would you consider any surgery? I have had my boobs done, which I love, and I've also had, were we talking about this? I can't remember it was you I was talking to with um, Dr. Megan Heckenberg, the liposculpture. So it's like a form of lipo, but it's not, you don't go under, you just have a local anesthetic. It's done in her clinic. You don't have to go into hospital. It's basically like liposuction, but it's a version that you get done, um, way less risk, way less recovery, and it's done in her in her treatment rooms. And I had that done around my midsection. And 
both of them game changers just because I had them done in my mid thirties after like my kids were 10 years, you know, and I just really felt like I wanted to feel a bit better about my body shape. I just felt like I always had good boobs. They were small, good boobs, but after kids, they were just empty. So I went and got some nice natural ones. They don't look like big bolt-ons. They just look good. I'm very happy. And have you tried any of the uh, body treatments like skin tightening, lifting? Um, there's so many on offer and, you know, both you and I get offered absolutely everything. It's really hard to know what's right, what's good or what's bad, but have you tried any? I haven't tried any of the skin tightening ones for your body. I've seen lots of people doing all these different things at the moment. I have tried cool sculpting, the fat, the fat freezing Thank one. Yeah. Um, but that's really all. And I actually tried the up the heat one as well the um sculpture the heat one couldn't I couldn't handle that <laughs> um and yeah I haven't tried any of the other ones though I've tried face tightening but not body what did you do on your face tightening treatments um old therapy I did I've done that a couple of times now I felt like that was really good especially around my jawline I felt like it really kind of tightened and firmed the skin there it's such a hard one to explain to people why you love it I've had it too. Have you? Yeah. I love it. It works. Um, It's painful, but surgery is, you know, out of the question for me at this phase of my life. And it's the only thing that, you know, I know works. And it does really, you know, it sharpens your jawline and it it can lift. And I I had it in through this area as well, which I I don't like having filler. So I felt that it was really nice and lifting. Uh, for mm. me, I, I loved it, but it hurts. Mm, I just had it done. I had this area done at lower face a year ago and then just had around here done a few weeks ago. So I haven't seen those results yet, but I just, um, I'm the same. I'm not, I haven't, aside from my dark circles, I haven't had filler in my face. So I would prefer to do what I can without having to do that. Although if one of my experts said you'd really benefit from a bit of filler here, I would do it. But I just feel like um, these things are skin tightening and not changing the proportions of your face, right? And so it still looks completely natural. Absolutely. And we, we saw each other at the Threads launch um, just recently. Have you ever had Threads? Yes, I have. I did that as well. I did. I had them maybe six months ago, um, just mainly around lower face as well, but around these uh, folds around your mouth and I really felt like that made a difference as well and threads are another one that if you look at the before and afters you can't see a huge difference but I can feel it like I feel like here was somewhere you know makeup used to gather in those lines around my mouth and I that's where I'd touch up now I just don't have it it's it's been really good have you had threads I'm going to have threads. I was going to have oh. threads the day that I went into ISO, So, I'm, but I'm absolutely oh. down to have threads and I'm excited yeah. for it. I like anything that's kind of going to naturally stimulate your own collagen. It's going to use your own body to help, mm-hmm. you know, kickstart or re-kickstart some of your youth markers. And like you, you know, I'm open to the science of it and I think that there are so many things you can do that can help you uh, feel ageless look ageless or feel ageless and I I feel really young and I think I'm excited to be able to explore all these things what about biohacking do you do anything you know for your brain health and cognition and memory are there any tips or tricks or hacks that you do like um saunas cryotherapy 
I can't say that I do anything like that religiously, but I do love the sauna and the steam room and I will go whenever I can. If my husband and kids are away, I'll book myself and go and go into the day spa and do it. Um, I absolutely love it. That's just the most relaxing feeling. Um, I love going to my friend has a day spa in the inner west and they have the hot pool, the cold pool, the sauna and the steam room. Oh, love it. Just feel like it's good for everything. It's good for your mind. It's good for your skin. Yeah, I love doing that. Have you got any treatments or beauty things on your wish list for the horizon? I'd love to go and get a deep exfoliation soon, something like, I don't know if it's Fraxel maybe, like something to really work on my skin tone again because it's been a while since I've done that. I've been doing all the firming and lifting things. Um, but I'd love to, yeah, maybe go and get a Fraxel just to, that I found was a game changer for my pigmentation. As soon as I had that, just my skin tone was so much better, but I'd love to do that again. Um, I don't think there's anything new. Oh, I'd love to try the, um, you know, the skin stimulator, the little injections that are the hyaluronic acid. What do yes, you call yes, that? yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. The skin um, boosters. Yeah, the skin boosters, like the injectable hydration. Yeah, mm. I'd love to do that. Okay, so if I was to build my ageless beauty kit and Bonnie was with me in the shops, I'm happy for you to name names if you're happy to or or yep. just give us a general direction, um, high, low, drugstore, um, ultra luxury, whatever. What would be the key things that you would say would be awesome to have in our beauty kit um, to help kind of keep the dream alive? I feel like number one is for me, it would be at home, like a good exfoliant. It's worth the money. If you're going to spend good money on something, spend it on a good exfoliating treatment. I love the cosmetics cranberry enzyme peel. Um, I do that probably once a fortnight and I just feel like it sloughs away all the dead skin, clears out my pores. It's the one thing that I think I do at home that I see a difference in my skin straight away. Um, I also love the Dermalogica Rapid Peel, same thing, but it's in the little tubes. They're both great products. So that would be number one. I think everyone can benefit from something like that. You know, I think that dead skin buildup can really make your skin look dry. It can accentuate your fine lines and it makes your skin tone more uneven. Um, after that, I'd probably say some really good anti-aging serums. I love... Um, I love Ultraceuticals, Ultra A, the retinol, and I love the SkinCeuticals. That is a wonderful yeah. product, yeah. Yeah, I love the SkinCeuticals um, one as well. So a retinol to use at night and a vitamin C to use in the morning would be. And then I feel like with moisturiser, there are so many good, you don't have to spend hundreds of dollars on a good moisturiser. Moisturizer. I feel like spend your money on the actives and the and the exfoliant, and then just buy a good quality moisturizer. You know, I, I do love a fragrance free moisturizer. There's something about strong fragrances that sort of turn me off. But I think go for the really good actives, and then just buy a great standalone moisturizer. Like even a brand like um, Bioderma or QV or you know the pharmacy brands, they have great everyday moisturizers that comp they go really well with all your actives as well. And so what about makeup? Makeup, I would say a good concealer, number one. I love Tarte Shape Tape. That is just, that covers dark circles. It's really um, a solid cover. Like the, it, it's a block out color, cover, 
but it's thin and lightweight. You know, usually to have a, a color concealer that will cover the darkness, you have to have quite a thick layer of makeup. Shape tape is just a really fine layer, so it's very lightweight. Concealer number one, good brow products. If you haven't had your brows done like I have, some good brow pencil, love the benefit ones and the clear brow gel to groom them in place. Um, and then a great BB cream. And one of my palettes is a great place to start because they've got all the color products that you need in there. So aside from a palette, you just need your foundation, your mascara and your brow products and your lipstick. It's got bronzer, blush, highlight and all your eyeshadows in there. So yeah. Do you have a favorite foundation that you think, uh, you know, really delivers on that glow and not caking it on but still giving you good coverage because people still do look for full coverage uh, or, or a wardrobe of foundations. Uh, are there any that are your go-tos? I love the Tarte um, foundation. It's called Foundsealer and I love the Charlotte Tilbury Magic Foundation. They're both, I would say, a medium coverage but they're buildable and what I like about them is they still give you that hydration and they're lightweight. They're not too thick on the skin. I really like those two. And I like the Golan Le Essential. Have you tried that one? Yeah, that's nice. No. I haven't. Mm. But I love Golan Mascara. I love Golan Lipstick. So, mm. yeah, I would love to try that foundation. Uh, what is a beauty trend that you think instantly ages everyone, even a 20-year-old looks awful with it? Heavy contouring. Um, heavy contouring. And I'm just so glad I feel like the trends have moved away from, you know, five years ago, I feel like it was very Kardashian-inspired, the heavy makeup, the heavy contouring, you know, the matte, bake, the baked-on foundation, you know, they do thick and then set it with thick powder. I just felt like it grips on every pore on your face. It grip, it makes, yeah, if people in their 20s, it's not very flattering. So I'm so glad that it's moving away from that now and I feel like less is more is actually in that trend right now, isn't it? Definitely. And um, can I ask you, do you have uh, lots of tutorials and that's still on your social media that we can follow? Yep, so much. On my Oz Beauty Expert account, there's lots of different tutorials, hair, makeup, skin. Oh, I want um, to talk about hair. I want to talk about hair before I let you go. Yeah. Because then, you, uh, are you a hair, trained hairdresser? as well? I'm not. No, I'm a hairstylist. So I'm not a trained hairdresser. I had to just go in as a makeup artist and basically teach myself how to do hair because on all the shoots, they stopped booking a hair and a makeup person and you had to do both. So I did a few lessons with a few different hairdressers. They taught me how to style. They taught me how to do basic cutting, but I don't color or anything like that. Do you think there are any quick hair hacks? I've watched some of your hair tutorials and that's why I watched some things on your um, channels. Uh, What are some quick hair hacks that, you know, make you look ageless or more youthful or more awake and cute? Um, I... I just think having a great dry shampoo, making sure your hair just has that bounciness. I feel like... um, also a great toning conditioner or shampoo at home. I feel like when your hair gets a little bit brassy, it can really drain your complexion a bit. So if you are getting your hair colored and you're prone to brassiness, keeping on top of it, I feel like that take, taking out that warmth, unwanted warmth from your hair really complements your complexion. So having a good toning shampoo. And then I just think using a great hair mask while you're, I use a hair mask as a conditioner just to give it um, my hair hydration. I feel like um, 
over-processing your hair a little bit and using all the hot tools and everything can make it look a little bit dry. So once it's got that nice boost of hydration, I feel like it kind of complements your glowy skin. Definitely. Do you have, um, just to wrap it up, do you have any kind of beauty muses that you look to or what are some of the most common, um, you know, celebrities or beauty muses that uh, your brides or your celebrity clients say, you know, I want to look more like her? Mm, Yeah, I'm just trying to think. I don't, I find the people I love like I, mine are weird. <laughs> I always find re- weird muses like musicians or not just like pop culture people. But then, like I love Victoria Beckham. I love Kate Middleton. I, but I love the whole Beckham family. Like I'm as obsessed with David and the kids as I am with Victoria. What do you like about her look? I just she's just so chic, and her look is always glowy and not over the over the top. Um, and then I love Kate Middleton. Her hair is just a vibe, like that beautiful blow dry. And same with her. She's just always so classy and I just think she always does it really well. It's all quite nothing, never over the top, you know. And your clients, do they ever sit in your chair and say, make me look like? Um, I'm trying to think. The young ones, we get. I get a lot of the Hadids. It's either Gigi <laughs> or Bella Hadid. Um yeah, I can't I can't think of who who they would pick. It's a hard question. No, it's just funny because sometimes people go through waves of everyone wanting to look the same. And you know, we've talked about that before. So it's good uh, your clients uh, make you choose. I definitely get them on jobs. I'll get briefs. You know, clients will give you a brief. This is what my hair and makeup look like. I swear there was five years in a row where it was Cara Delevingne every single time. I could bet it was Cara Delevingne with her big brows and her wavy hair. You just, yeah, clients all seem to like someone who's a vibe at that moment. Well, you are certainly a vibe and um, you trend so highly on all searches and, you know, you're so open, which is refreshing. I love the fact that, you know, you talk about beauty being a 360-degree pursuit um, you're open and you, you know, I think those conversations about not being ashamed of all the things that we're exploring, whether they be in aesthetics or makeup or uh, any cosmetic enhancement allows women to explore um, beauty on their own terms. And I, I think that that's why you're so popular because people can really connect with your authenticity and um, your vibe. So I love speaking to you as always. Oh, thank you. It's been so nice. Yeah, I try and I think about this, you know, with what we do, we kind of have to keep our finger on the pulse and keep up with everything or we'll just get left behind. And you go through lots of times going, should I be doing something that those people are doing? Or should I be doing that what that person's doing? And now I just think this is my thing. I'm just going to be, I'm going to be myself and I'm going to be real. So, and that's what works. That's what people want to see. You know, as soon as you try and be someone else, it doesn't work. Bonnie, thank you so much. I'm going to link out to your uh, sites and uh, all your resources as well because I'm sure everyone will want to look like you do and get some expert tips and tricks from you as well. Have a wonderful day. You too. Thanks so much for having me. Bye. Ageless by Rescue is brought to you by Rescue Me Academy, Reignite Your Relationship course. Love your relationship but miss the early days? You're not alone. This course will teach you how to identify your issues, stop the fighting, find what you need to be happy, re-spark intimacy and keep the lines of communication open. 
Join us at rescuemeacademy.com.au to learn more about the program and to download your first free lesson. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please share and rate this episode. I'd love that. I'm Baha Etmanen, your host and founder of Ageless by Rescue. For more exclusive content, show transcript, behind-the-scenes video, real people reviews, and extended interviews with experts, I invite you to please follow us at Ageless by Rescue on Instagram, Facebook, and Rescue TV on YouTube. You can also sign up to receive our e-magazine and newsletters, all for free, 